Hey folks, this is Logan Tyler, and this is Average Joe Interviews with uh, me, Logan Tyler. Um, you might know me as a comedian, podcaster, uh, guy you used to go to high school with that you're really upset had some sort of like remote success. Other people who are thinking that I should have been more successful by now, I don't really know. But um, uh, this idea of this podcast was drafted because I interviewed a somewhat famous person, and they were incredibly boring. And then I thought to myself, man, I have a lot of friends that are way more interesting than this person. Why don't I just interview them? So that was been the plan. And right now, uh, this is the second one we're ever recording. I'm talking to my dude, Will. What's up, Will? What's up with you, man? Let's uh. So I, I met you at a pretty interesting time in my life. I had just moved away from the place where I grew up my whole life, and I moved to like the Cincinnati area, you know, northern Kentucky. Um, and <laughs> it's pretty funny how we ended up being friends, actually. Um. I didn't have any friends like the first day and I got on the bus and we lived in the same apartment complexes and this guy who I'm pretty sure you didn't like either, but I definitely didn't like after this was like being all shitty to me. And I just kind of like walked up to him like, Hey dude, you're going to be a fucking punk ass bitch and talk shit to me right now. You're going to actually fucking do something. And you thought that was so funny because you were so used to like the pussy attitude of everybody where we lived. You're like, Oh my God, this dude might actually fucking fight somebody. (laughs) And you came up to me like dog. That was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> that was the first day I ever went to like school there and you were just like we're best friends now dude let's go yeah yeah man I forgot about that yeah I just right. I just remember like it was like me you uh, I think Katie rode that bus with us and like one other chick and we were all just like yeah we were like the real motherfuckers on that bus like everybody else was all like you know growing up in you know cornfields and like all rich and shit and having big barn houses and we're just like Four randomly assembled people just like making fun of them the whole time. Yeah, yeah man. Misfit group. Yeah, and I, I remember I uh, I got you into like nerd stuff like D and D and Magic the Gathering and um you know, all that. And we kinda we kinda became really close friends in like the three month period before you ended up moving away. But what was it like for you in Kentucky before I got there? Damn, that's a good question. Like Honestly, don't know how to even answer that. <laughs> I, I mean, it was different. You know, I was new out there. And uh, it wasn't a lot of people I knew, so I was just trying to find people my age, hang with them. I ended up smoking weed with some folks and, like, having all kind of experiences, man. Meeting a girl, like, puppy love and all that shit. Oh, I, I remember but, the uh, girl. I won't say her name, but I remember there was this one girl you were, like, so into I, I remember yeah, it so clearly. Dude, you know what? To this day, though, like, she may have acted like she wasn't into you, but she totally fucking was, bro. I'm going to give you some reassurance. Now that I'm an adult and I can look back on it, she was totally into you, dude. Like, she can play like she wasn't, but she was. A different girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man uh, it was cool, though, you know. Nothing really spectacularly happened. I smoked weed for, like, the first time and had a panic attack and shit. That was about it. <laughs> I remember somebody told me like, "Don't be friends with that kid." He brought a gun to school. What, what was that? What was that about? Oh, yeah, bro. I was new out there, so you know, like all the white kids that you said, like they had the bars and all this. They were yeah, they would in. they would have I mean, shotguns at school, like in the lockers and shit. So it was like legit real. You know what I mean? It was scary as fuck yeah. there. I didn't know that, but you know these, these kids would like ride down the street, call me nigger and all kind of stuff, and I would get offended because I never experienced like racism before. Until I moved out there, and then uh, 
this kid and his homeboys, and he was a big dude, man. He looked like he was 200-something pounds, and I'm a little scrawny kid, you know what I'm saying, a little scrawny black kid. So I took a BB gun to school because uh, he fucking – I was trying to intimidate him, bro. I didn't want him messing with me no more. And Wait, it was, a, it, was a, it. it was a BB gun? Yeah, man. That's amazing. Dude, there were so many people who talked about you like you were literally like... Like, they, they talked about you like you were Suge Knight, dude. Like, you were going to kill somebody when you are fucking Ram V. Like, they talked about you like you were so gangster. Which, I mean, like, you know, whatever. But I, it was just so funny. People were so afraid of you. And then, like, we hung out and, like, we just played, like any free game we could download off a PlayStation store and fucking, you know, bought a Nintendo Wii and played fucking Super Smash Brothers. I'm like, this dude is not fucking scary. Like, people are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you got me on that Dragon Ball Z real nice, man. Like, I, I'm i still with people's ass to this day on that game. Straight yeah, up. oh my God, dude. I, I fucking murder on those games. Like, I'm, I'm so good at Dragon Ball Z. But um, have you played D&D since you moved away? Have you had anybody to play with? Hell no, nah, you know, I've had a, a couple times where people would talk about it, but we never made it happen, you know what I'm saying? It was just like a flop. That might be a good idea for a podcast, get like the old crew together and just play D&D. That would be lit. Do you, uh, do you remember? Uh, I do. Go ahead. What's up? No, say go ahead. I heard about this one time they was trying to, um, get me on his online D&D with, like, all the complex. Like, you can make your own maps and scenarios and stuff. And, like, you know, you had to put all the stats into the computer and shit. And, like, I guess the computer, once you're in the game, it will roll the dice for you and all that. But I never really got too far into it. I, like, pulled it up one time. and It was, like, a grid that I could place things on. But I had to create my own, you know, avatars and all this. I didn't know how to do it. But that's the only other time that I – could have played D&D. Do you remember, uh, you remember Jory's character, Rocket D. Cadillac? I ain't gonna lie. I don't remember that, man. He, he <laughs> had a, ago. I'll go ahead and remind you. He had a, he had a dragonborn that like, was like, essentially, um, was Carl Winslow from Family Matters in, in personality. And I remember like you would get you would get so annoyed with him because you'd always do like ridiculous shit and like get everybody fucking killed. And I remember you pulled me aside one time and just like, can I kill this motherfucker? I was like, you technically can. And you murdered that character. <laughs> I don't remember that shit at all. I ain't gonna lie, man. You're like, I'm sorry, dude. You're like, you're like, you're a cool dude. We can still hang out, but I'm fucking killing your DD character. <laughs> Damn, man. I feel like an asshole now. I remember we uh we went to um we went to, I think it was Cody's house, and uh, it was me, you, Cody, yeah. and uh, Jory, and Chelsea. You remember Chelsea? Yeah, I do remember that. We, uh, I remember Jory was playing Just Dance, and he was holding a slice of pizza, and because he was holding a slice of pizza and dancing, he ended up getting a slice of pizza stuck onto the wall at Cody's house. Like He like, fl- like flung out of his hand and like hit the wall. And I just, I just remember like, like you, like the parents weren't mad. Chelsea wasn't really mad. Another was Cody, but like you, you berated this man. You're like, you're going to come into a motherfucker's house and stick pizza to their wall. <laughs> and you berated his ass. You, he's like, he's like, you're misrepresent, you're, you're misrepresenting the team right now. He's like, this is our team. You're misrepresenting us. You're making us look like fucking morons. It was so funny. I, I, nobody else was laughing because they thought you were like being serious. But I'm just on the couch, like crying, laughing because it was so fucking funny. 
<laughs> Yo, I remember that shit, man. It's crazy. You just brought back so much. It's not like I was joking, bro. But I mean, at the same time, it was like real. Like yeah. my folks would have beat my ass most shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you were like, if this happened where I grew up, you'd begin your ass beat, and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Dude, so I remember my dad used to call a jury street preacher because he'd always yell shit like he was like yelling gospel, you know, because he was so fucking loud all the time. Crazy yeah, he shit. Ain't had no no voice filter, man. He yeah. didn't know how to whisper. No volume control and shit. And he'd always get us into situations like, like I said, with the the knocking on the fucking like the door and shit, and like and not actually being like the fucking house that I was living in. He went and knocked on somebody else's door and it was your friend. Like he, he made really yeah. funny fucking wacky ass decisions. But what, what was, um, what was life like, um, after you moved? Cause I don't know if you remember like the, the day you moved, we'd only been friends for probably about three months, which is crazy that we were that tight at three months. Like, dude, we were fucking, we were bros, dude. We were ride or die. Like, we we were we were always, yeah. like, with each other every single day. We were, like, whenever somebody fucked with one of us, the other one would be like, you want to get fucked up? <laughs> every single time. But, um, do you, what, and it was super emotional when you left. Like, me and uh, Chelsea were, like, fucking crying. You were crying. It was, like, real shit. What was um what was it like when you finally moved to where you're moving? Like what happened? Well, uh, man, it's hard to explain. It's a long story, but I moved back home, and we like moved into the same house that we left previously before we moved to Kentucky. So the only difference was I was attending high school instead of middle school. You know. So I was going to school, man. I was flunking out like how I always did. Uh, you know, I just met this girl and shit, got a number, and then I ended up going to San Diego. Where, where my brother, he was stationed out there in the in the, the Navy. Yeah, I remember you me talking about. Out there. I remember you talking about your brother when when you lived there. You were always talking about wanting to live with him. How did how did that work out? It was cool, man. He was uh, he was different because, I mean, he went through the boot camp and then he was already in the service for, like, about to be four years. Like, I went out there his last nine months of deployment or his last nine months of being stationed in San Diego. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was hard, honestly, dude. Like, me and him got into it so much and then they ended up enrolling me in school out there because, you know, I had to attend school. I was still a minor and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I ain't do shit in school, man. I was just flunking out, hanging out in California, like just enjoying myself. And uh, you know, he would go on deployment for a couple weeks at a time, and then come back home. And I was staying there at his house with his wife and my niece. And like, that's all I did, man. I sat there playing video games. And <laughs> did you end up finishing? And- did you end up finishing school or not? Nah? I didn't finish high school, but I went to Job Corps and got my high school diploma in 2017, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost didn't finish school. I, I, what happened was I had such bad ADHD my whole life, and I didn't know it, but I probably should have because of how fucking like, wacky I was. And right after you left, uh, I, I, did, I, I like did like a verbal test in one of my classes and I got like a fucking nearly perfect score and it was a verbal test. 
So they were, so like one of the teachers noticed and was like, you're getting like D's on all these other tests, but you got an A on a spoken word test. I was like, yeah. And she was just like, I think you have ADHD. And then I went and I got medication for it. And then I ended up graduating in like the top like 20% or some shit. So I, I almost didn't finish Damn, school man. either. I know. Like, dude, you knew I was smart. Like I've all, I always came off like I was smart, but just some for some fucking reason and it never clicked for me that like oh maybe like my brain doesn't work quite the way it should you know <laughs> maybe that's what it was yeah bro that's what happened though yeah definitely so yeah. like so so you 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 moved out to so you said San Francisco right San Diego San Diego I always get those two confused San Diego California obviously um so you're out in California uh, you, you like your GED or whatever it was, or like you know, like you're, you're not you're not finishing school the traditional way. Um, what do you do for like work? Well, what like what was like your first job? Out I there? wasn't working, man. I had no job out there. I was 16, so I actually I was like 16, turning 17. So I went out there, and my high school years wasn't done out there. Like I came back home to the same house that you know my mama house. I moved back in with them, and mm-hmm. uh going to do the same school that I went to before I went to California. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting arrested out that school for terroristic threat. And there was a lot of shit going on at that school. Whoa, whoa. Like, Tell me how that happened. What do you mean got arrested for a terroristic threat? Can you explain that? Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, I was kind of out, like, I was just listening to my headphones, listening to Chief Keef all day, you know, trap music and just. Yeah fuck off in school, you know, I had I had this little girl that I was talking to and shit, and, you know, we was real tight, and that was the only reason I would go to school, just to hang with her, and, you know, waste my time in class, pretty much, so, <clears throat> I had this one class with this one guy, he was a little Migo dude, and, uh, <clears throat> he was talking shit to one of my nerdy-ass friends, man, and I ain't like that too much, because he talked shit to him for, like, five minutes, and my friend wasn't defending himself at all, so I went off on him, I was like, look, bro, you know, Leave him alone, like straight up, just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of hearing about this shit, you know. You don't know him like that, just leave him alone, bro. And he he left him alone. I guess I intimidated him, so he went and told somebody in the school that I threatened to kill him and shoot him with a gun and uh, all this shit. And they they straight up arrested me on 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 that. That was it. They on, said they on, had witnesses and all this. On know? word alone, they arrested you on that shit. Yeah, bro, I sat in jail for three weeks. That's fucked and then, uh, up. I called my dad. That's yeah, fucked man. up. What a pussy, by the way. What a little puss. He he yelled at me. Yeah, bro, I gave that man my lunch, bro. I gave that man my lunch. Like, the day before I got arrested, I was like, hey, bro, you want this? Because I ain't want it, you know what I'm saying? I was like, here, take my pizza and shit. I remember that shit. What and a next fuck. day I got arrested. That's yeah. so fucked, dude. That's so fucked. <laughs> That's so fucked. And what's even, like, dude, like... Right. I love how like like dude that, that not to go on race or anything, but I could be like a, I'm, me a white man could say some horrific shit to somebody like I'm gonna fucking throat fuck you with a chainsaw or some shit, and they'd be like, ah, eh, it's just he's just fucking around. You go, hey, leave my friend alone. Like arrest that man, get that motherfucker out of here. <laughs> That's insane, dude. That's fucking insane. So you sat in jail for like three weeks. How what was that like? It was all right, man. I sat in the uh, I sat in the big cell. It wasn't like a, a, it wasn't a pod. You know what I'm saying? It was the one where it had like 70 people in it with like 70 bunk beds, and 
Oh, I like the like the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's called. It's a uh, it's for the, the non-violent inmates. You know, the people that are just in there for little shit, mm-hmm. and they they just sit you in there to take your money, and that's pretty much it. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I was scared when I first got there, and uh, I was dirty and shit. Like I was living on the street when all this happened, man. I was homeless. I was walking around with a duffel bag and all this, and uh, they took me to jail. I got there. I was scared. You know, I sat there for like a week. I was calling people trying to get out. And then this girl that I was talking to, she came visiting me like on her boyfriend's birthday. She was like, you know, take me to jail to see this other man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I could see him in the background. He didn't like that shit too much. That's fucking hilarious, though. You you always got that energy, man. Like girls would have boyfriends. Like it was always the girls with the boyfriends. And they'd be like, I need to go talk to Will. (laughs) But whenever like they were single, they didn't fucking give you the time of day. It was really weird. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah bro I don't know what it is You just got the energy man I don't know You got that Piss off my boyfriend energy <laughs> But uh That's crazy That's so Dude that's so wild That's so fucking wild So like Did you have did, Like was Was it just like Decided upon Did you have to go to court For anything Like what was like The The end of precautions Of that I went to court One time And only thing I remember was like I was in shackles, man, and I was looking this old white lady in her face, and I was like, you know, she was telling me I've been charged with terroristic threat and all this shit, and I was just I just remember my folks, my my mama and my stepdaddy was sitting behind me, and uh, they were just mad disappointed because they believed all of it, you know, and I was, I wanted them to know like I ain't do nothing pretty much, but they didn't want to believe that shit. They was like, you know, sitting there, you know, sitting there like a lesson pretty much. Yeah, dude, like you're and, uh, such a good guy. It really, it really cracks me up that like anybody could think that you'd make a terrorist. Like, a, like you, you brought a fucking BB gun to school. Like, dude, that's probably some. That's probably the worst shit you've done. And it was a fucking BB gun, you know. Like, you're a super chilled out dude. I think that's crazy that people thought you were gonna fucking kill that guy. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, but, I think that speaks a lot on the fucking current culture of things i think uh, the fact that some really nice dude could get accused of a terrorist attack when he's just some chill dude but um okay so you went you did the you did the time and everything um so what what happened after you finished all the schooling stuff and like all that did you go did you end up going back to like georgia and like staying there or did you move around yeah, once I left California, uh, I was back in Georgia. I got arrested, all that in Georgia. I got out of jail. I was still in Georgia. Man, you know, I just, uh, I was living on the streets, man. Like, I was living with my homeboys and just putting in work for these tweaker-ass people. And, like, you know, that's how I had somewhere to lay my head at night was putting in work for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it went really bad, dude. Like, I, uh, I ended up. Like almost losing my mind, shit. Like I was on drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's fucking. You know, go through something like that. It's fucking depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I called my barber one day, like a couple months in. It was like, you know, I can't do it no more. Like I need some help, and uh, she got me a hotel room. My stepdaddy and her got me a hotel room. I stayed there for like three days, and then they, I signed up for Job Corps. I went to Job Corps in Albany, Georgia. And that's what I was doing for like a whole year and a half. <laughs> I was out in Job Corps. How'd you like that? It was trash, bro. It was ghetto as hell. It was unprofessional. Like the staff would talk to you like you were a slave and shit. You know, it was really trash. 
Yeah. But it was something better than the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I have I have a I have a friend, he's he's a war vet and um he, he told me pretty much the same thing when he was like he, he after he left, after he finished his tour, he uh he was homeless for a little bit. Um, and he said that he did like a, like a job thing like that and that they would just treat you like fucking servants. Like they would just have you do like insane shit, you know, ignore the fucking health precautions. Have you work insane hours and shit? Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, man, what's up? No, go ahead. We wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, at job call, we would, uh, Wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. The training day would start at eight, so you had to be in class at eight, or you get rolled up and shit, and you kicked out the program. And then your your day ends at four o'clock in the afternoon, and then you have Saturday, Sunday off, and then you back to it every week. And you're trying to get a trade, so I was doing facility maintenance, which is like ten percent of every trade, mm-hmm. and uh, I was also doing high school diploma classes, and that's about it. You know, I got my high school diploma, and then my two, my last two weeks there, I had two more tests to do, and uh, I ended up getting diagnosed with cancer and shit. Man, I had to leave. You ended up getting wow. what? I'm sorry. What was that last part? I had cancer, bro. Like you had I cancer. Up, I got diagnosed with cancer. Holy yeah, shit! Bro. What kind of cancer was it? Testicular cancer. So you got testicular I, I cancer. My balls. Yeah, bro. Wow, dude. Um, well, you know, I had, I had, I have a pretty recent thing that happened to me. I, I actually, uh, I got injured not that long ago, and uh, it was on my perineum, like right beneath the testicles, and I had like a serious surgery I had done. And I thought, I mean, I, I I'm not saying it's the same thing, but like, dude, that shit. When when something's wrong with that fucking area, dude, that is the scariest shit ever. You're like, I wish I was just had something wrong with my fucking brain at that point. Like that shit's so stressful. Yeah, man. You know, you notice it because it's your balls. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, like, like this, like it's, it's like the centerpiece of everything. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's like that's your space. You're like, if anything down there is fucked up, it ruins your whole day, ruins your whole week. So definitely, oh, yeah. that's that's some stressful ass shit. So did so you got like did you get like treated with chemo? Like what happened after that? Yeah, man. I uh, I came back home because I got sent on medical leave. Uh. So my folks took me to get surgery, and my mama was there. She she the only one that took me. I got my left testicle removed, and then they, you know, they were waiting on the results. They were like, hopefully it don't spread. If it spreads, then you'll have to go through chemo treatment. So it's, it did spread to my lymph nodes, and I had to go through chemo pretty much. Fucking A, dude. How how long did that last? <laughs> it lasted longer than it should have. It was supposed to last like four months, and... But the first two, because, you know, it's like, a, they call it cycles, I think. Yeah. Or it's sessions and shit. So it's like a session is a week long. So you got to go Monday through Friday and get pumped full of full of drugs, pretty much, that, that get rid of the chemo. Or yeah. get rid of the cancer. Yeah. Chemotherapy. And uh, I quit the second week. I couldn't do it no more, man. I quit because I ended up going new subpoena the first week. And I was in the hospital for like three days because I had no immune system and my body was failing and shit. So, uh, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, dude. I, I had I a know. I had a similar kind of experience, not related to like testicles in particular, but uh, on Christmas a couple of years ago, uh, I was uh, I I just woke up one morning and I was blind. I couldn't see anything. 
And um, Where? yeah, and uh, I, 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 it was, it was on Christmas Day, so I told my family that, and for some reason we were all being very wishful, like very wishful thinking, like maybe it's just like a really bad migraine, because I could see like splurts of color, you know, I could see it kind of like when you hold your eyes closed for too long, you see like the little dots. That's what I could see, just like all dots. And um, my brother was in the room, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Take this motherfucker to the hospital. Like everybody was like, he was like, you all are fucking crazy. We should go right now. Um, which we didn't listen to him, which we should have. And I went to went to the hospital way later because I felt really hot, like really, really hot. They said that I just had like a high blood sugar thing and that I was fine. They sent me home. And then two hours later, I had a seizure. And <laughs> what was that? What is that? I heard something. Is that okay? No, it's all good. Is everything cool? Yes, I'll Okay, but anyway, uh, so I had a I had a really terrible seizure, right? And um, I ended up like biting my tongue and like almost busting it off, and apparently I, like spit blood in my girlfriend's face and was like freaking out. And when they got me in the ambulance, Damn, man. yeah, dude, I got I was so I was so freaked, like I wasn't in a, I was in a fugue state, right? Like I couldn't I couldn't be myself. I was like not talking clearly. I called my fiance, my girlfriend at the time. I called her my dad. That's how fucked up I was. And uh, I fist fought the guys putting me in the ambulance. I broke one of their noses because I was so fucked up. I shit my pants. They got me to the hospital, and then I punched a couple of nurses in the face, and I knocked one out. And then I ended up coming, too, because this was all things that people told me happened. I didn't know. I just heard about it, like heard from the nurses and doctors. And um, they, uh, I woke up in the middle of, like, I woke up in, like, the middle of my fugue state, right, like three hours later, and there was an there was an orderly, like a guy above me, whose face was fucked up from me punching it, and he yelled at me, "You have to quit hitting people!" As he was restraining me, and I fucking broke everything on this dude's face, dude. And I was like, "What?" Because that's pretty much in my mind. I went home after the first hospital visit, went to bed, but then all of a sudden, snap forward, I'm fucking in a hospital bed with a dude screaming, "You have to quit hitting people!" And my hands just covered in people's blood. So they take me into a room. Yeah, they had me do the brain scan thing for a couple of hours. It, I'm so fucked up. It feels like five minutes, right? I get out of the of the brain scan thing. I get out of the brain scan thing. And uh, they tell me, um, it looks like you have spinal meningitis, which is not curable. Um, and before we get official results that you have it, you'll be dead. So... So uh, they, a nurse, and I'm not kidding you, gave me a notepad and said, this is a rare opportunity for yourself. Like, you know, as horrible as this is, this is an opportunity for you to write your own obituary and write your own letter. So I fucking write my own obituary, essentially. I write my own letter to people because I think I'm going to die. Um, I don't tell any of my family, although I'm pretty sure they know from the doctors, even though they said they wouldn't tell them. My family pretty much knew what was going on. Um, uh I go to sleep that night. I wake up in the morning. They come back and they go, you don't have spinal meningitis at all. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, why the fuck do you make me think I was going to die if I'm fine? This is fucked up, man. So, uh, yeah, I know what yeah, you mean dude. by near death experiences, dude. I legit thought I was going to fucking like, I thought my life was legit over. So I know how you feel with like some of that stuff. Although I didn't have to go through the kind of pain you did with like the cancer and everything. Um, when did you find, when did it finally end for you? The cancer stuff? Yeah, man. So I, uh, you know, I said, like I said, I quit the chemo 
because I was trying to do a whole bunch of shit that I couldn't do while I was on chemo because it takes it all out of you, you know what I'm saying? So uh, there was some people that actually, when you was living in a, you was living in the apartment, mm-hmm. they moved in. I knew them before I knew you, and they were actually in the apartments right next door to yours. And there were some Christian people that I met there. And uh, I lost contact with them for like four years or something. You know, I was trying to keep in contact, whatever, and then life just happened. I lost contact. So they ended up moving to Idaho. And I got back in contact with them right before I figured out I had cancer. And uh, I went out there for like a week, hung out with them and shit. And it was all cool, you know. Yeah. And then I got diagnosed with cancer. I quit the chemo. And then they called me. Oh, I, I called them, told them what I had going on. And they moved me out to Idaho with them to get my chemo treated. Wow. My cancer you treated. You talking about my, my old and, neighbors, uh, dude? My old neighbors? Did I meet? I met them, right? Yeah, the coach. You talking about Deborah, Trevor, Kirk, and they had three kids, Noah, Isaac, and uh, Keanu. Yeah, that's insane that you live with them. That's so crazy. I didn't even know you guys knew each other. Yeah, dude, those are like, uh, you know, they, they really saved me in a way because I got to get out of my environment and, uh, focus on what's important and, you know, go through with it. And I went through the four months of chemo and they helped me recover. They helped me get on my feet, get a job, you know, but I messed that up too. <laughs> but, but like, dude, that's insane that they, well, first of all, like, that's awesome. Much shout out to them. That's fucking dope that they did that. Um, and that's crazy. Cause yeah. I, I didn't know they knew you guys knew each other. I just remember being so disappointed when they moved because the new neighbors I got were literally uh, a set of brothers and their parents, and these brothers stabbed each other outside of my apartment. <laughs> so that's the no, that, those are the those are the roommates that or not the roommates those are the neighbors that I got replaced that that um, they replaced them with. That was fucking nuts, and like wow, yeah. that's so crazy that you live with them. That's fucking nuts. I had no idea that you all knew each other that well. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. man. They like family to me. I mean. Especially after that, they family. Oh, for sure, dude. Like, wow, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. Wow, dude, you've been you've been doing you've been in, living in some interesting fucking life since you left, bro. That's been crazy. So yeah. you said you got a job, yeah, yeah, but it, it didn't pan out. What what was the what was the job? I first I worked at the movie theater. I was the floor boy, so I was sweep, you know, clean, make sure the lobby and the theater is clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure everything stopped and stuff like that. And then I moved, I, I started working at North 40 Outfitters, which is like an outdoor store. And I was, uh, I was a carry out. So I would make sure the feed aisles and the dog food, cat food aisles are, they're stocked. And then people would call me on a little walkie talkie and be like, yeah, this older lady, she needs you to help move this stove or, you know, some big, some big, uh, items or whatever from the shop. I help them move it to their their vehicle, pretty much, and that's all I did. And then, uh, what did you end up doing after all that? Um, I worked there the whole time I was in Idaho, man. I I ended up linking up with this girl, and we started dating. And uh, I I moved out of the Kirk's house. The people that took me to Idaho, I moved out of their house because I was drinking a lot, and you know they're Christians, so they don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they don't like that stuff, so I moved out of their house because I I got over the chemo. I was feeling myself, you know, and I just went back to my old ways, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I I got a roommate, you know, I'm paying four hundred dollars a month for rent. I met this girl at the bar. It was her uncle, 
and he was retired out of the Air Force for 20 years, so he was pretty much set. So I moved in with him. And uh, a lot of stuff happened, man. I, I, I worked at that job, though, until I left Idaho. Like, before I left Idaho, because yeah. I ended up losing my place where I was sleeping. I tried to stay with my girl. Me and her broke up. And then I tried staying with my manager. And one day, he didn't want me there no more, so I left. And, you know, it's cold in the wintertime out there. Like, it's like, it's feet of snow. Like, I've, I've had snow all the way to my waist almost. A yeah. couple of times, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't live outside like that because I'll die. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that, that's a serious issue that people don't understand about like homelessness is like, you know, everybody wants to act annoyed with these people, but these people are fucking roughing it, dude. Like there are some situations where people who are without a place to live, they fucking freeze to death at night and shit. So yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. But, uh, so I made the decision to quit that job. And I gave my manager his key to his apartment. I went home to Georgia, and I've been here ever since. So what have you been doing out in Georgia? Man, I've been trying to work, you know what I'm saying? I worked at Hardy's for a couple months, and then I quit that. And then I worked at uh, Circle K, and then I got fired from that. And then I was doing, I'm doing remodeling, is what I've been doing ever since. And uh, I did go back to Job Corps. The exact same job corps that I got medical leave for, but I had to choose a different trade because it had been so long since I went back that I had to start all the way over. But uh, the pandemic happened, and then they sent everybody home, and I've been home since that. I've been trying to just work, man. That's all I've been doing. Yeah, I know. I feel that. When COVID started, I was working at a a furniture store while I was doing like some podcast stuff, and um. Pretty much like the moment that the virus hit, like it was like everybody was stuck at home. But for me, it kind of worked out a little bit because I was doing the podcast and people were stuck inside with nothing to do. So they were listening to it. So like that's kind of helped me, I guess, a little bit, like helped me in that regard. Um, But yeah, like it's uh, it's insane how much the virus has like affected everybody's fucking lives, dude. Like how, how are your how are your parents doing? My parents are good. You know, I stay with my dad. Um, I was staying with my mom before I went back to Jocko, but they wanted me out of the house. That's why I went to Jocko. But my mom actually ended up catching coronavirus. And she all good now, though. You know what I mean? Like, she got over it. Does she have any, like, long-lasting yeah. effects? Can she, like, still smell stuff and everything? Yeah, man. She She's all good. She's perfectly fine. She just had it for, like, however long. She stayed at home for two weeks. Got tested again. She ain't got it no more. She back at work. She's doing just as good as she was before, if not better. There's a dude I know from my hometown. He uh he lost all sense of smell and taste forever because of it. Like he wow, can't taste shit anymore. Insane. Isn't that fucking wild? Yeah, man. I'm I know a couple people that died from it. You know, it's just thankfully my mama held up as well as she did. Yeah, definitely. No, for sure. I rem I remember when we used to hang out at your place. She was fun. <laughs> I remember she was always yeah, just man, like, she's, she would tell me all the time, like, you're one of the few friends of Will's that I like, and I always was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, she's a good judge of character. For sure. So, um, so like, what, what are, so, what are your goals going forward? Like, what do you want to accomplish, you know, going on from here? 
right now, man, you know, I just surviving, man. So I, I'm right now I'm saving up for a car. And uh, I mean, once I get the car, it's a whole different story because I actually was gonna come to Kentucky and see some people. And yeah, dude, come, come, dude. You are it. always welcome to stay here for sure. We got a spare bedroom, dude. You're good. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Cincinnati and, uh, now, but it's close enough. Yeah, man. You know, I, Hebron, right, right across the river. Mm-hmm. It ain't no big thing. But uh, I mean, get a car, man. Keep working on my music. Make sure that my homie's straight. If I if it's in my power, you know what I'm saying. Because a lot of times it's not in your power, and you stress for no reason. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but for I'm sure. To make sure that my homie's working. Yeah, you were man. you were off Facebook for so long, and I was like, because that was the only way we communicated. Because like uh, you didn't ever have like a standard phone for a while, or like you would always change up. And I was I would I would watch like what was going on, on Facebook, and then one day it was just like you were like, just it went quiet, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, I hope he's okay. So I like, I have, there's so many messages sent to like your old Facebook <laughs> that I like, I'm sure, Damn. like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, so many are like, dude, as soon as you read this, please let me know you're good. Because I knew, I knew some of the shit you were going through when you first moved out there. Cause we were pretty good about keeping up face back then. But then you know how it goes, yeah. dude. Shit gets wild. You can't always get a hold of people. But, um, yeah, yeah man. It, it's crazy. It's craziness. Yeah, but I mean, I'm good now, though. I yeah. ain't worried about it. I yeah, really, dude, you sound you sound I, I, I good. Know. You sound like you, you got, like, you know, like, right now, it's it's hard to talk about, like, big aspirations because shit's so crazy with the world right now. I think you got the right idea where you're like, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to take it easy. Little growth. Do little things until I got my shit worked out. That seems yeah. like the right thing to do right now for people. I think people need to understand the world's kind of on pause right now. Just get your own, you know, house in order a little bit before you start thinking about the big picture, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean the big picture it includes my, my family and friends, so you know, it's all it's growth on everybody's level. Like if I'm if I'm up and my homie down, I'm gonna make sure he get just as up with me before I continue, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, you you, you always been like that. People. I remember I got into yeah, fight yeah. with that Joe dude. Um, I can't remember his last name, but it was like, I was, you were like legit my only friend at school so far. Like I, you were my very first friend and for like a week you were like the only friend I had. So, um, I remember I got in a fight with this Joe dude because he was making fun of this gay guy and, uh, you know, calling him like a faggot and shit, which is not fucking cool. So I fucked him up (laughs) pretty aggressively. And I remember like, I was really down because like, Already I had like a, a kind of bad persona at school. Like some people thought I was fucking weird. Some people thought I was like dangerous or like aggressive. So like people didn't want to talk to me. And I remember you just being like pulling me aside because I was really depressed. You know, I had just moved. Moving is like one of the most depressing things you can do. And I remember you telling yeah, yeah. me like, bro, it's going to be cool. Shit's going to come together. You're a likable dude. Everything's going to be lit. Like, don't worry about it. And you were like totally right. And like, the, like you really helped me through that shit, dude. Like you're, you're a real one for sure. Like you always are looking out for your people. Yeah, man, I got to, man. That's all you got sometimes. For sure, yeah. And, you know, like like I said, if, if you if, if if you fall on hard times the same way if I fell on hard times, I'm, I'm you reach out to me like I'd reach out to you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, all the hard times, though, it's really all in your head, man. You just got to recognize. Absolutely. You know, what's really hard. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's all perception. 
cool. Yeah, mind space for sure, for sure. Yeah, dude, it's crazy shit. So, um, so you got music. Uh, where can they find this music? You find it on SoundCloud. You look up Collect Change. Two different words, Collect Change, like you collect and change. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you look on SoundCloud, and that's it right there. I should be the first person that pops up. I got about 30 songs right now. I got one EP. It's all amateur, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not no high quality, no no mainstream. I mean, it's still you know, it's still new, you know? And um, who yeah, knows? Maybe man. we can make some... I mean, I make I make some music. Maybe we can make some music together for fun. Who knows? Um, but I'll, I'll link... Oh, yeah. I'll be looking. Yeah. You should... Uh, I, I do a podcast with an artist, um, CL Blue. It's called a Pilot Podcast. He makes pop music. It's it's really great. So like maybe we can all do something fun together, you know, something promotional. Um, but I'll have everything linked in the description for Will's music. Uh, and then same thing goes with my podcast. Uh, it'll be Crosscut Cinema. Uh, that's a film podcast I do where I review two movies with uh, my fiance and my best friend and her fiance. I'll let you guess which one's which. Um, but we review two movies and we talk about them in full spoiler review. And then I also have another podcast where I review TV show pilots with my fiance and Cody. And uh, those are a lot of fun. This I, I think is a more, um, I, I mean, this is fun and everything. We're telling funny stories, but I think that this is going to be an insight to how much more interesting people can be than you really understand. And like what's going on in people's lives isn't always on the surface. Like you don't know what's going on in somebody's life and maybe yeah, this can yeah. be eye opening. No, I 100% agree, man. Like, this podcast right now, you know what I'm saying? It's shit, it's shit raw, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. That's it's what just, I want to do. I just, I, I love digging deep because, like, you know, when you meet somebody, like, like, dude, for instance, like, literally with you, like, you know, on the surface, you're just kind of like a chill dude. Sometimes you can crack some jokes, but, like, people don't realize, like, how much shit you've been through, man. And like, and like how much stronger of a person you are because of all the shit you've been through and like, like anybody else, you've made mistakes, but you're, you really have persevered through a lot of shit, bro. A lot of shit that people have no idea about or only see in movies, you know? Yeah, man. That's how it goes. So like, it's, uh, thanks for talking with me, bro. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll do like a part two of this or, you know, whatever it may be, but I think this is a, a good point to end on. So. Um, like I said, check yeah. out his music, support artists always. Uh, and you know, like if somebody likes his stuff, please like reach out to him. If somebody has, you know, like some sort of pull as far as music goes, like somebody wants to make something with him, you're still Georgia local, right? Like you're in Georgia. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be right there. County Covington, Congress, Georgia, man. Yeah. If somebody's out That's there and they're I making mean, music yeah. and they like, you know, they like what Will's doing and you guys want to make music together, reach out to him. Maybe he'll do it. Who knows? We've made connections like that in the past. Who knows? Maybe we can do it again. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'll get back to you guys uh, on the next episode.